Julie. And I'm Lisa. And this is Two, Two Sober, Sober Chicks. Chicks. Well, we're well, a little out of sync. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hard with Zoom. It Welcome is. back. It's November 26, 2021. We are back in the swing of things. We just recorded a podcast with a guest named Lenny, which you may or may not enjoy. No, you have choices. You have choices. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yes, that's what the meeting's all about, having choices. And uh, since I don't have my trusty topic jar with me, I do have a copy of the 12 and 12. And I'm just going to do that game we did when we were kids, whether it was the Bible or the globe or whatever you used, where you just close your eyes and put your finger down. And it was what God was telling you or where you were going to live or whatever. And in this case, it's going to be our higher power deciding what the topic is going to be about this podcast all right all right so i'm getting ready i'm flicking through it either we had tried to play god and dominate those about us or we had insisted on being over dependent upon them Mm. which some would call codependency yeah which i've had a discussion with one of my sponsees about this who has recently um been in a breakup And she keeps talking about her codependency, her codependency. And I have a problem. First of all, I have a problem with the diagnosis culture. Like everything has to have a diagnosis. I don't know if that's because everything then has meds to go along with diagnosis. Mm. But I believe there's a fine line between codependency and being dependent upon someone like you're supposed to in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's this being over dependent on them is actually talking about the codependency, meaning if they're not okay, I'm not okay, or they are responsible for my happiness and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's what codependency is, isn't it? Making someone else responsible for your happiness or you can't, you can't function unless they're doing everything your way or you're doing everything together or I don't know. I know that I've had some issues around those things, but it's funny because I've also had the other issue where I tried to control people. Playing God. How can you be both? (laughs) But clearly very easy. I think we're messed up people and you mm -hmm. can very easily be both. And just try in different, try in different ways. Yeah. Read that, read that line again. It's on page 115 in step 12 of the 12 and 12. Either we had tried to play God and dominate those about us, or we had insisted on being over-dependent upon them. So it's talking about um, the line before is after we come into AA, if we go on growing or attitudes and actions towards security, emotional security and financial security commence to change profoundly. Oh man. Yeah. So much. Yeah. That's um, part of the ninth step promises um, is that uh, freedom of financial insecurity. I used to have that. That was one of my biggest ones. I was constantly worried. My sponsor teases me because <laughs> he's a nasty old bugger. Um, and he teases me about how, remember, <laughs> remember when you used to think you were going to be homeless <laughs> and bankrupt? I'm like, yeah, that was a real fun time. That was very funny. <laughs> No, but it's true. Uh, and it is kind of funny looking back on it now. Cause I had these, you know, it's all my thoughts and feelings. I had this terrible projection of what I thought, cause I was playing God. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I knew exactly how things were going based on the trajectory of the situation at the time. Mm-hmm. And this was going to be the obvious end. Yeah. And it was a, a lot of it just had to do with my negativity and my thinking and feeling hopeless 
And um, thank God for this program. Thank God for a sponsor who said, you know what? This is the the best line for me. We're going to take your thoughts and feelings because they're awful. (laughs) And and how have they helped you this far? And we're going to put them in a box on a shelf and we're going to put them over there. And you're not going to think like we had just talked to Lenny about, you know, the sponsor is going to do the thinking for you. And nowadays people hear that and they're like, what? Who is your sponsor? They're not the boss of you. They're not the governing authority. Well, you know what? I needed somebody who, who had some experience with being sober and was living a well-adjusted life Mm -hmm. because I clearly wasn't doing those things on my own. And we have to be dependent on people. Like this is not a new thing that's happening in our culture where it's all about autonomy and I am allowed to do this and I am allowed to do that. And I don't depend on anyone and I can't be dependent or codependent. And when we first get into this program, you better be dependent upon your sponsor because like you just said, I landed myself here. And the only way I'm going to get out is if I join forces with someone that's of sound mind, that's gone before me, that understands how to join up with a higher power. We have to do that because we're not going to change being the same person that we always were. Like if nothing changes, nothing changes. So if you're a newcomer, please be dependent on your sponsor. Don't make them God. That's something very different. Right. We're all fallible. And if they fall and you fall, that's not good. That's actual codependency, Mm -hmm. but being dependent on someone. And when you come in this program, you're never alone. So it's not, this person is your sponsor. And like, that's it. End of story. If something happens, you're fucked. Like be dependent on your group until you are of sound mind and you can navigate the world in a relatively responsible matter. And the sponsor is just like, that's one of those first relationships where you learn that you can trust in someone. And, uh, and by dependent, we don't mean you're going to move in and they're going to manage your finances, but it's like some of the things that you used to just think of on your own. And then you just go out and do, and then look at all the trouble it landed you in. I check my thinking with that sponsor now, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, you know, even things like uh, my, my sponsor is not a therapist. My sponsor is not a relationship expert, but if I'm having a weird thought about my relationship, I check my thinking with my sponsor. And usually he directs me uh, in an orderly fashion to a therapist or, you know, um, you're in ego today. You're all in self. What about her needs and her thoughts and feelings? And like, just take a step back, take a breath. You don't have to decide the whole fate of your relationship in one day. Um, lots of things like that. So I, yeah, the codependency. And then the, the other thing that jumped out at me was, um, we're very suspect and wary about putting, um, you know, our faith in a sponsor, which then also leads to putting our faith in a higher power, because as you said, our sponsors are fallible beings. They're, they're not our higher power. They're just sort of guides, which is hilarious. We're suspect to put this trust in these people, but yet we were dependent. I'll, I'll speak for myself. I was dependent on previous partners Um, And I wanted them to play God for me. I wanted them to direct my life, to tell me what I should do, to make decisions for me, to take care of me um, when I got drunk, when I got messy, to make sure I made it home and got into bed, to clean me up when I vomited all over myself, (laughs) you know, to keep me from getting in a car and driving like that's somehow their responsibility. I was totally willing to be dependent on someone then. So why am I so freaked out? when 
I hear be dependent upon your sponsor to help you make some decisions when you first come in. I think it's a mind shift because we are also dependent on our drugs and our alcohol and our other addictive behaviors, which time and time again, we don't end up here because they've served us well. We're okay to be dependent on that because in our mind, we're making the choice and we can get out anytime. But then when we involve another thinking, feeling human being, it's like, oh no, I've kind of lost some of my independence or I've lost some of my autonomy. Mm -hmm. And it's just not true. We got it. We're in this together. We're on a planet. We're not on an island, no man to himself, unto himself. We got to do this in community. And that's why AA is so genius because there's a whole bunch of us trying to figure it out together. And some of us have more than others and we share, it's like the true definition of community. And we are, it says in our big book, we are more independent when we're dependent on God, which doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Didn't make sense to me a lot at first, but I'm able to go about my life and make my decisions and do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Once I'm linked up with my higher power. The easiest way for me to, to think about that is um, when I am dependent on my higher power and I'm giving things over to God, think about the things that I'm giving. I'm giving worry. I'm giving fear. I'm giving lack of faith, lack of trust that things are going to work out for the best. Um, And when I do that, I free myself up for great things. Instead of being stuck in fear and worry and being miserable, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's too big for me. I don't have to think about that. I just have to put the next foot in front of the other. That's all I have to do. It actually is very freeing. Um, Well, and that's where we were talking about um, financial insecurity and the promises and this part in step 12. I have, and it really is a mindset for the majority of us because it hasn't mattered when I have had a lot of money or very little money. I have always been concerned about the future and money. But when I'm in today and I'm right here and I'm like, okay, I have food in my cupboard, I'm good. I have money to pay that bill. I'm good. What's going to happen in a week or two or 10? I I don't know. Like my best friend has always been very concerned about her future and she should be, she's a single mom, but her future 10 years from now, and she's making decisions now. And while I think that there's a level of responsibility, that's really good. Like we don't, we plan for tomorrow. We don't live there. There's also a measure of like, hold on sister. Like, 10 years is a long time. You might not even be alive in one year. Like, don't make that decision out of fear for 10 years from now. Do what you can with what you have right now. And things have a way of working out once you get out of the way. I have a, I have a friend who um, had to make a decision between um, paying like 2% off of their paycheck to a long-term disability or maybe keeping that money uh, for today because then it would mean a little bit more on their paycheck. And I'm thinking, yeah, but a little bit more now, how much is that going to mean to you? Whereas maybe when you're older and things start to go on our bodies, as they sometimes tend to do, you won't have that help that won't be there for you. So, you know, think about what's a sound decision for today, not maybe, you know, whether or not you get to go to Vegas this year. So, um, (laughs) and and what part of you is making that decision? Is this the part of you that's afraid? Yeah. Or, or is, is it, it the, the part, part of you of that's you? greedy? Yeah. Or wise or mm-hmm. responsible. I think for me, it's very easy when I'm making a decision out of fear because I can feel it in my body. It doesn't feel good. And like the Jesuits who I love so much often talk about the desolation. Like if you're making something out of a place of desolation or lack or need, that's not the time to make a decision on anything. 
But when you're in consolation, which is like peace and union with God and you're feeling good, like that's the time to make Mm. it. Right. One speaks to me. uh, I don't know anything about Jesuits, but just based on what you just said, uh, desolation would speak of fear, being in a Mm -hmm. place of fear, making decisions out of fear. Uh, or in that moment too, you're playing God. Like you think, you know, what's going to happen and it's Mm. obviously going to be sus. It's going to be the worst. So you're planning in the, in the negative. Yeah. I love the point, the finger point and find a page. That was always a good one for us. I think so. Yes. Oh, the other thing before we go, I wanted to share with you about um, a movie. What was the movie? Red Notice? Have you seen this movie? I saw it, but I didn't watch it. It was so good. It was is so it? good. I don't know what it is about uh, Ryan. Ryan, what's his name? Anyway, that guy, the blonde guy, the Canadian. I love him. He's great. Gosling? No. Dwayne Reynolds? Johnson and Ryan Reynolds. That's it. The guy who was once married to Alanis Morissette. And now married to Scarlett Johansson. I, Is I don't that know. who he's married to? I don't know. That Don't take that for <laughs> wow. true because I don't really pay attention anymore to that. He's stuff. like, every time I turn around, he's in a new movie. Like this guy is a machine. He's just in everything out there. But there was, it's funny that where inspiration comes uh, these days, I'm watching Red Notice and there's a, there's a moment in the movie where they talk about, I think it's a father and a son moment. And somebody says something about, that's excuses. You can have excuses or results. And I hmm. turned to my wife and I went, that is my next AA line. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. I love that. You know, to a, yeah. to a new sponsee who's giving you excuses and complaining about why they can't get to meetings or why they can't do this. And, and by the way, who can't get to a meeting nowadays? I attended on my last set of days off in three days. I attended nine meetings. Oh my gosh. In three days. And I'm, yeah. And I have a new sponsee. So I've been attending more than regular because I'm trying to support that new sponsee in her home group. So I've been attending a few, few more plus my own. Plus I have a service commitment at one of my in-person groups. And so, yeah, so there's been a lot of meetings, um, but so who can't get to a meeting today in the age of zoom, when there are meetings 24 seven around the clock, around the world that you can tap into at any time. Maybe seniors that don't know how to work the computer. And <laughs> well, for them, mobile. hopefully, oh yeah. Oh, right. wait, there's always a call in number for zoom. That's true. You can always call in on your phone. Yes. And you don't have to be very tech savvy. If someone's listening to this and if you know how to listen to a podcast, then you probably, this is a moot point. But if someone here that's listening to this doesn't know about Zoom, send us an email. I'm just going down the wrong road because I'm just assuming. Anyways, we'd love to help you if you're having a hard time getting a Zoom meeting. Um, (laughs) But that makes no sense because if you know how to send an email and all the rest of it, maybe probably do. Go online to uh... helping nature. What is it? Um, AA Intergroup, um, the Intergroup Inter- International. There's an international, I forget how I found it, but I found this link on an aaintergroup.org website where there was a listing of every meeting that was happening right now in, in the hour on <gasps> oh, Zoom. Oh, that's cool. And I just found that by typing a Google search. That's a and lot that's more actually than what I just tried to do. <laughs> That's actually how I found that meeting uh, that where I ended up getting a new sponsee who lives in Florida and I live in Toronto, Canada and it works. And we went through the steps in, uh, in 12 days, 12 steps, 12 days, did her fourth step inventory, heard her fifth, went through six, seven, eight. 
She's working on nine. But while you're working on nine, guess what? You can also do 10, 11, and 12. Yeah. Done. That's for the amazing. first time. And now, because we did that process, she's seeing that you can do uh, you can do the 12 steps quickly. And then every day we work the 12 steps in our life, which uh, I can never speak enough about the 10 step inventory. But anyway, excuses bar results. That was the beginning point of my my do thought you want excuses or do you want results? That's right, because you can't have both. So I just Googled as you were talking and listening to you. Mm-hmm. aa-intergroup.org and while while I can't see um what's on right now it does have a full list by day of the meetings and the links and mm-hmm. I just saw one all in russian characters so <laughs> in more than just english yes where there's all a will there's the a way yeah it's so cool i love attending these meetings and then having someone with an irish accent or a british accent or somebody from australia or new zealand coming in the meetings and you know we really can connect all around the world and it really does show that we are not alone this is not uh, a unique thing to us um i love that line terminal uniqueness i love that too that one and uh uh egomaniac with an inferiority complex you You read my mind yes see i love that we are connected even though we are millions of miles apart and you're in tennessee and i'm in Mm -hmm. canada i'm so glad that we found this uh, zoom and we're doing this again so can't wait to get back in the game Anybody out there who has a topic to suggest, please email us at the number two soberchicks at gmail.com. If you have any questions, uh, if you want a shout out for an anniversary for your yeah. sobriety date, we love to do those. So send us your first name and your initial. And if you want to let us know what city you live in, and we will happily celebrate your birthday with you or your milestone, be it a month, 24 hours, whatever. And if you send us your credit card number and social insurance number, we'll send you a gift. <laughs> she's kidding <laughs> she's kidding <laughs> did you uh have you ch- heard my voicemail your voicemail yeah have you called me and left no okay no no most people know not to leave me a message because i don't check them that often i'd like me voice either. texts and texts but i've changed my voicemail because i've gotten so many of these phone calls from the supposed border agency and <gasps> from the uh, cra yeah so you know what i'd love to do I've changed my voice recording so that it says, and by the way, if you're calling from the supposed CRA, please note that I've already forwarded your phone number to the police service (laughs) and stop fucking calling me. And if you're not them, then you can leave a message. And when they actually phone me and I answer, I had friends over the other day and I'm like, oh, this is my favorite thing to do on my days off. I answer, I hit one, the person answers and goes, this is uh, Agent Linda Hunt from the Canadian Revenue Agency. And uh, who am I speaking with? I'm like, well, you should know you fucking called me. Mm-hmm. And then I said, and, and, and by the way, you've got the uh, Toronto Police Service. Who am I speaking to again? And what's your badge number? <laughs> Click. I, you know what? I, the last call I got like that, they told me their officer name. It was only their first name, which I already knew was a problem. They yeah. gave me a badge number. They gave me their address in Ottawa, right? their sergeant's name. Right. And then I just had to resort to Linda, okay. do you know the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it, I just devolve into like, um, the Lord is coming. Do you think he'd be pleased with your actions? Do you know Jesus? Cause Jesus speaks to our hearts and he doesn't endorse this kind of behavior. Can Ooh. I talk to you about, you know, and it's just like immediately like hang up. 
She so, <laughs> amazing. Oh yeah. Well, I'm going to try that one. That's I would good. be like, let's start in the gospel of John. In the beginning was the word and the words with God and the word was God. Like that's the only way I can go. And then they, they just hang up on you. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try to give them up to the police. That also works too, but I like your method. That's awesome. Yeah, Cause I've even done stuff like I'm just going to put you on speaker. So my attorney can ask you some questions and they go for it now. They're getting very bold and very smart. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So I just, well, I just the- yeah, you can also just tell them that you're going to hang up on them and you'll call that agency and uh, you'll bear, it'll ask to speak to them when you call That's them. That's good. Give me your name, your number, your badge number, and my case number. And I'm going to call back Canada yep. Revenue and I'll yeah. speak to a different agent. Because I can find the number myself, yeah. not your callback yeah. number. Yeah. And I'll speak to you. Or you can just start making salacious noises <laughs> and see how far it goes. Oh, what's your name? Rick. Oh, Rick. Oh, yeah. Okay, Rick, tell me what I've done. Oh, my bad girl, Rick. <laughs> no, Julie, I don't think that would ever get rid of them. Uh, these are great suggestions. We're here to help with all kinds of tips. How we devolve. Sorry, y'all. Not just about recovery, but everyday mundane topics. So, all right. Uh, drop us an email, two sober chicks at gmail.com. I'm Lisa. And thanks for joining us on Two Sober Chicks. Bye.